On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. Hi there, everybody. Happy New Year. Let's start with the formalities, as always. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice, doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risk, none are guaranteed. So before you make any decisions, make sure you talk to an investment advisor. And you can talk to one of ours by looking on our website for their contact details, uh, and that is craigsip.com. Look, I thought I would kick the year off just by talking to something I wrote for our blog, which I got some some good feedback on. Um, and it was really just a short piece uh, looking at six of the more common questions about money that I'm getting and hearing uh, people talk about um, now that we've closed the book on 2022 and that we're into the new year. So um, talk to your advisor if you want a copy of the report that I'm referring to, or you can find it easily enough on, on our blog. Um, question number one, will the cost of living pressures ease this year? I guess good news and bad news there. Um, so yes and no. Inflation does look to have peaked. Um, we are seeing lots of evidence that inflation pressures are cooling. So in the US, as an example, last week, the annual inflation rate slowed to 6.5%. Now that's the sixth consecutive month that we've seen a decline. So uh, having peaked at 9.1%, I think back in June or July last year, uh, the US inflation rates come down to sort of 65 at an annual level. That's the lowest since... October 2021, and if you if you just look at the last sort of three months and you annualise that, it's an even lower pace of inflation. So things have uh, slowed down in terms of those price increases. Um, still very high, but definitely headed in the right direction. I think that trend will continue because when I look at all the inflation indicators, the forward-looking indicators that that give me a steer on where inflation is going in the future, they are all all moving in the right direction too. So whether it's um, firms' pricing intentions, you know, we're seeing that here in New Zealand well down from the peak, the lowest since uh, late 2021. Uh, in the US, it's a similar story. So firms aren't pushing through the same sorts of price increases and um, supply chains as well uh, are not under as much pressure uh, as they have been. So lots of things are telling us that inflation will come down this year. Um, we've get some new figures actually here in New Zealand. Next week, we'll get our December quarter inflation figures. Now, the previous reading was 7.2. The Reserve Bank had it rising to 7.5 in the December quarter. I don't know if it'll come in that high. I could see it sort of being high, but maybe maybe less than um, what the Reserve Bank was was expecting. But more importantly, it's what we're seeing out sort of for the next um, six or 12 months. So inflation will come down. I think um, it will become increasingly clear that that, um, that peak has been passed and now you're in a, in a we're, we're moving into a still high, but not not quite as worrying inflationary environment. So that's great news, obviously. However, remember that only means that the pace of the increases will slow. You know, if inflation falls to 2 or 3%, that doesn't mean prices are going down. It just means they're rising less. So all of those increases that we've seen over 2022, 2021, you know, through this period of, of um, spiking inflation, in aggregate, you know, every goods and services is different, so some will go down, some will go up by more, but in aggregate, those those price increases will largely stick, 
and um, the pace of the increases from here will go up. Uh, so things will get a little bit easier in the sense that the, the prices aren't getting away on us so quickly, but uh, we're not going to return to those cheaper prices of a year or two ago, sadly. So the answer there is, is, is yes and no, good and bad. Second one, this is a really common one. How long should I fix my mortgage for? There's, there's obviously lots of people um, who were lucky enough to take on mortgages at really attractive rates. Um, you know, whether it was, it was I think, 2.2 is the lowest that the uh, the one-year rate got down to, sort of the middle of 2021. And back then, even the, even the three-year rate started with a two. Uh, the five-year rate was sort of in the mid-threes. So a lot of people sort of that have been on the, you know, two to four percent rates uh, and they're coming off those rates and they're now staring down the barrel of something that absolutely begins with a six and maybe even is sort of heading up towards the seven percent mark so it's, it's a really difficult uh, decision um, as always I think you know this is something where you should get some professional advice if you want something that you know suits you down to a T and there's some very good mortgage brokers out there that will get you good deals and will talk you through your circumstances but as a general rule um, you know interest rates still have a little bit further to rise at least in terms of the official cash rate that is so our OCR is at 4.25 that's where it ended last year um, this time a year ago it was 0.75 so it's risen very sharply it's now sitting at the highest since January 09 so you know, what's that, you know, 14 years ago, isn't it? So it's at levels that a lot of people uh, won't have, have seen um, interest rates this high. It will go up a little bit higher. You know, Reserve Bank meets for the first time this year in about five weeks' time, and the OCR will go up again at that point. At the moment, um, expectations are that it will top out around the 5.5% mark, sort of middle of the year, you know, July-ish. So... You know, who knows? Things could change. They might not need to go that far. Maybe they only go to five. Maybe they have to go to five and three quarters. You know, who knows? But um, we do know it's going up a little bit more from here. So that will push up the floating rates. Um, and that could also push up some of those shorter term rates. The longer term rates, it's a bit trickier. They are... They are influenced by the OCR, but they're also influenced by lots of other factors out there. So, you know, that gets a bit more murky when you're trying to predict what those longer term rates will do. I think in terms of the decision, it really depends how much certainty you want. You know, if you, if you want to know what your budget is going to look like uh, for sure, then, you know, locking something in for a longer period will give you that certainty and you will know what your payments will be and you'll be able to plan for that. So there's definitely value in that if you're, if you're wanting or needing that sort of certainty. If you, if you can afford to keep a little bit of flexibility up your sleeve, then I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of the one or two year rates. Um, Yes, you do run the risk of this time in a year interest rates are still high or they've gone up further and you have to sort of fix at a at an even higher rate because you haven't locked in the current rates. But, you know, who knows where we'll be in 2024, 2025. For all we know, interest rates might be falling again by then. So you also could benefit if you're of the view that, you know, we're going into a rough period um, and inflation is coming down, which it, it looks to be then, you know, who knows? There's people out there that think the Reserve Bank could be cutting interest rates by the end of this year. So that that's sort of what it comes down to. Um, another option, 
um, is to hedge your bets by sort of splitting the mortgage into uh, two, three, four pieces, and then sort of you know each of those chunks, you know, you 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 take a a different sort of term out, and then you've kind of got a foot in both camps. So I, I think I think that one comes down to sort of. Um, again, individual circumstances and needs. But those are the sort of options that I would be thinking about. Is it a bad time to buy a house? You know, a lot of, a lot of focus on the housing market. And again, we've got some, um, we've got some housing market data coming out uh, very shortly. So we'll get a, a fresh read on, on how the market finished last year. But um, the last monthly data set we got from the Real Estate Institute was pretty ugly. You know, the house price index was down 13.8% in the 12 months to the end of November. So that's a big fall. And and I, I looked on the Reserve Bank website, they've got house price data going back to the late 1970s. And there's, there's never been a 12-month period where we've seen bigger falls than that. So, you know, that's, that's the biggest fall we've seen in some time. I think there have been periods where peak to trough, there's been bigger falls, but in a 12-month period, we, we haven't seen one bigger. So uh, don't don't underestimate the, the quantum of um, the weakness you've seen in the housing market since it peaked in November 2021. Having said that, look, it shouldn't be a great surprise. Don't, don't forget that uh, national house prices surged 48% in the two years leading up to the November 2021 peak. So if you look back at the um, you know, the average sort of annual rise in house prices in New Zealand since 1990, so what's it, 30-odd years ago, uh, it's been about 6.4%. That, that's your typical annual increase in house prices over that period. So to go up 48% in two years, it's, you know, it's sort of like saying six years of gains have been squeezed into two. Things have been running about you know, three times as, as quickly as they should have been. So that's that's got to unwind to some degree. So even though we've seen this sharp fall, um, you know, the highest in a 12-month period going back to, you know, the 1970s, all that's happened is that house prices are back at February 2021 levels. So they haven't even given back sort of the last sort of 12 months of that, of that boom, which... Uh, means there's probably a bit more heat to come out of the market. So my guess would be that you'll see house prices continue to drift lower in 2023. So should that put us off buying? Well, I guess, again, it depends on your perspective. Look, I mean, if you're an investor and you're looking for the absolute best deal and you're crunching the numbers and everything's got to stack up, you know, in a financial sense above all else, then, yeah, maybe, you'll, maybe you'd hold fire and, and wait for, you know, things to look a little bit better but if, if it's sort of if it's sort of where you're going to live where you're going to house your family then i don't think we should really be swayed by what's happening in market conditions um, there are a whole range of non-financial factors that you want to consider home ownership's fantastic in terms of providing stability it's a great launch pad for your your finances you know you you hedge out the risk of rent increases for here from here on uh, you can borrow against the house to invest in in business or in other ventures or opportunities at a, attractive rates um you know it, it's just great in every way so always going to feel scary uh, potentially buying in a falling market but i think if you maintain that sort of long-term view you know if you're thinking sort of with a five-year view 10-year view then I, I would just carry on you know if i found my dream home tomorrow um, then I don't think I would let what's happening in the economy and the market sort of hold me back. Um, 
Uh, and it's obviously a good time to buy in terms of where prices are at. Not so good in terms of where borrowing costs are at, but um, borrowing costs won't be where they are forever. So I think if you if you uh, if you maintain sort of a, a reasonable time frame, then you know nothing wrong with sort of um, diving into the property market this year, and it could actually be something you look back on and view favourably. Is a recession inevitable? Um, seems to be a lot of talk about recession at the moment and that's not surprising because it's being widely forecast and expected by just about everyone. Um, Not necessarily. I I don't think it's ever guaranteed. You never know. It's true to say that there's a lot of very smart people forecasting recession, whether it's our Reserve Bank or other central banks around the world. Lots of the strategists and economists and global investment banks are predicting a recession of some magnitude here in New Zealand and in places like the US. Um, uh, But, you know, it's never a given. Uh, We've also got a lot of indicators that have worked very well in the past, whether it's the yield curve, whether it's what's happening with unemployment. Lots of the market signposts that we all watch are telling us that... um, you know, chances are we will fall into recession. So we shouldn't be, yeah, we shouldn't be blind to that. Let's let's go in with our eyes open. But also, you know, it's it's not guaranteed. You know, one thing I do know is that when you've got everyone across the board overwhelmingly believing that this is how things will play out, you know, that's often a sure sign that it, it might not. So I don't think it's guaranteed just yet. I think... Um, you know, with, with unemployment rates very low in places like New Zealand, places like the US, uh, there is still a path to us avoiding sort of a recession or having a, a very mild one. So I'm actually feeling more optimistic than many um, in that regard, particularly given what I've seen in terms of inflation coming off the boil in this last month or two, and you've got places like China that are reopening, which is really good for places like New Zealand and Australia. So it's it's not guaranteed that we'll have a recession. We should, be, uh, we should acknowledge the potential for one and prepare accordingly, but we also don't want to take that as a given because um, it might not happen. You know, it's still very much a watch this space. Have share markets passed the bottom? Well, that's the million-dollar question. You know, no one, no one knows, uh, and that's why you'll 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 struggle to sort of get any fund manager or investment strategist to really give you a definitive view. Particularly those of us that have been around the market for a while know that there's there's nothing to be gained by being um, too black and white um, because there there is. Uh, a lot of a lot of risks on both sides of the coin that things could get worse or that things could sort of get get better. Um, but we are share markets at the moment, so world shares uh, have had a pretty good start to the year. You know they're up sort of five or six percent this year, um, only only a few weeks in, so it's been a good start. We've seen them rebound. Um, this is at a global level, sort of world shares. Uh, they've rebounded about 15 or 16 percent since the the low that they reached back in October, and at that point they were down 27 or 28 percent uh, from the highs. So they're still 15 odd percent from from those highs, which came in sort of late 2021, by the way, so a little over a year ago. Um, but it's been a healthy rebound. Will we revisit those lows later in the year? Don't know. I think um, you know that that's still a really tough one to to figure out, um, you know, the good things that are happening out there is the inflation pressures that are slowing, 
Um, growth still holding up okay in many places. Labor markets are still strong. We're nearing the end of the interest rate hiking cycle. So, you know, it's on the horizon, the point that the, the US Federal Reserve, the New Zealand uh, Reserve Bank, it's actually in sight, the point where they pause and stop raising interest rates anymore. So that's that's a real positive too. So from that perspective, you know, we're not out of the woods, but we're sort of getting to that point where we can have a firm view about how long the piece of string is and we don't have that uncertainty about how high all rates go how long will inflation be around we're starting to see evidence um that's becoming a bit clearer but i suppose what is is still unclear is how the economy will cope um later this year maybe even early 2024 with all the monetary policy tightening that we've seen come through because obviously there's a lagged effect as those higher interest rates filter through the economy and we still don't know how much pain they will cause as we lock out sort of over the next few months. And that's that's probably the missing link and that's probably where there's still a lot of debate. You know, some people think that um, earnings forecasts for companies are still far too high and that, you know, analysts and fund managers are in dreamland. Um uh, and if you're of that view, you'd say there's probably still some weakness to come. Um, but look, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. You know, one thing that if we look back through history, which is you know always useful, um, you don't hang your hat on it, but it's it's always useful to know what's happened in the past. It is quite rare for US shares to reach a bottom before a recession begins. So usually, if there's a recession and the share market falls, um, which often happens, and almost almost always happens when there's a recession you usually don't find them reach that trough until you're actually in the recession. You know, it's very rare for the trough to happen before it in advance. Um, the last time actually we saw that was 1945, which is when, you know, coming out of World War II and the market sort of just shrugged off the recession and carried on. And in the 12 recessions that we've seen since then, the US market has typically reached its, its bottom, its lowest point in that first half of the recession and then it sort of rebounds after that so um if you believe a recession is is inevitable um and you believe that history over the last sort of 70 or 80 years at least will be repeated then you'd say there is still uh, a decent chance that we encounter some volatility over the next little while and um you know that we we might not be quite out of the woods yet but look who knows there are examples through history of that not playing out you know there's a couple of times in the 1920s where we had uh, recessions but um, the market had already sort of suffered all its pain before that and by the time the recession got here it was sort of you know moving up again so that, that could be the case this time so again I think it's just um, as always be aware of those things and, and hedge your bets Final one, should I put my share investing plans on hold? It's a bit like the um, the house price quest, you know, always human nature to just be a bit cautious about what you should do when you're in a period like this and when it looks a bit murky um, for the future. The, the temptation is to write, well, I'll just sit on my hands. Um, sometimes that works, um, but it, it often doesn't, particularly when you're a long-term investor. So I think if you're of a short-term trading mindset, you know, if you sort of if you fancy yourselves as a bit of a trader, a bit of a stock picker, and you're trying to sort of do your buying and selling, um, that's not typical of our of our clients. That's it's not 
something we really have any expertise in, so I'm, I'm the last person to give you any guidance on that. But if that is your thing, then yeah, I think there probably is a case for just being a little bit cautious and sort of picking your moment, looking for opportunities, um, hoping that you know you'll get uh, an earnings collapse or a recession later in the year, and that you'll 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 get some better buying opportunities. But if you're a long-term investor, if you've got a multi-year view, if you're sort of investing with a three, five, ten-year time frame, I would probably just carry on and you know do what you're doing. Um, of course, be measured, go a little bit slower, um, be a bit more sort of defensive than you might otherwise be, but still carry on with that. You know. Uh, regular investing you know the last thing you want to do would be stop contributing to KiwiSaver during a period like this because you'll probably actually get some great bargains over the next little while you might be getting bargains right at the moment um, I mean, we probably are maybe they'll become better opportunities but uh, there are there are opportunities out there already um, you know recessions are normal let's not be fearful of them there's been 17 in america in the past 100 years so that's sort of one every six years they're just par for the course you know they they come and go it's not a big deal you've just got to as an investor you've you've just got to weather the storm and and carry on um us shares have done 10 percent per annum through that period you know 17 recessions but they've still done 10 percent per annum so if you're if you're willing to just box on and um you know, stick to your strategy, stay disciplined, then you will be rewarded. Um, same here in New Zealand. You know, um, I haven't got 100 years of share market data in New Zealand, but I've got about 50 years. And um, oh, what if we had seven recessions, I think, in the past 50 years? And, and we've we've carried on and done just shy of 10% per annum too in terms of our share market. So um, you, you've just got to keep your eye on the long game and um, remember that the most, the most, buoyant periods often come as the market sort of rebounds from one of those downturns and as sort of things uh, things recover. So if you're a long-term investor, yep, that's fair. You might need to endure a bit more volatility from here. But I think if you stay the course and keep sort of putting money to work, um, obviously cautiously, obviously in a staggered manner, but with that long-term view in mind, then you will you will be rewarded with some astute purchases. Um, always impossible to pinpoint exactly where the bottom will be, but um, I think I think we can have confidence that with with markets having fallen sharply over the last next, you know, it's two years in New Zealand since since our market peaks. We've already been falling for two years. You know that won't go on forever. And we feel like there's a bit more stability out there and there's more opportunities in the US or world shares. Uh, it's probably about 14, 14 odd months of um, of a falling market that we've experienced. So, you know, we're in that zone where uh, the bottom typically does emerge somewhere around this point. You know, whether it's right now or whether we sort of need to um, have a few more ups and downs and in, in, in the in the months ahead uh impossible to say but i think you you often find that um being at extremes is is the wrong thing to do so being um being all in and you know betting the farm and just going biting off more than you can chew is is not a sensible course of action but being completely on the sidelines sitting in cash doing nothing being too fearful to take control um is not necessarily a great financial move either. So, you know, the wise investors uh, do 
do something. They sort of find themselves in that middle ground where they've hedged their bets. They're not completely in the market um, and completely reliant on a rebound happening today, but they're there. Um, if if the doom and gloom merchants are wrong and if um, things don't turn out as badly as um, some might believe, you want to make sure that you have gotten exposure. So I think that is probably the lesson. Uh, look, I'll, I'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Uh, much appreciated. Um, we will talk again soon. Thank you. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.